A young couple in Brazil in the 70s was trying to have children from a very philanthropic family. And the woman got pregnant once and she lost the baby. Got pregnant again and miscarriage again. They lost the baby again. By that time, they were devastated. They know what's going on. At the same time, was a rabbi from New York who used to go to Brazil to fundraise for the yeshiva. His name was Rabbi Yosef, Yosef Weinberg, Yosef Weinberg. Very capable man. He met the family, they told him the story, and they asked him if he can ask a blessing from the Rebbe for children. Sure, he came back to New York, he wrote to the Rebbe a note, that he met this young couple, very philanthropical, very um, charitable couple, and they, they want to have children, they cannot have children. The Rebbe wrote them back that if they will keep the laws of family purity, if the woman will go to the mikveh, they will have children. Fine. He learned the laws of the mikveh, she went to the mikveh. So, can you just, I'm very interrupt, explain the mikveh, like what's the rule in that? When, the you rule is, a, when you have your, their period. The, after the period. After the period. Yes, right. she counts seven clean days. Right. Then she goes to the mikveh, then she can be together with her husband. So she only goes once after seven days. After, yeah, after the period is over and, and after seven, seven days. days. And then yeah. she has to, how long does she yes. just go in the mikveh? She goes once. And I mean, then, then, like, how long does she stay in there? Like, she goes in the no, water. You, you, you water immer, right? you, yes, you immerse in the water and that's it. And then you come out and you're you done. You come out and you're done. Yeah, right. sure. Okay, nice, right, thanks. During the time of the period in the seven days, they cannot be together. Right. And only then. Okay. And then until the next period, then they go again to the mikveh. Right. That's, the way, that's, that's the way it so works. that's what he said that she should do. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of details in this uh, lesson, yeah, obviously. Then she, she did it. She got pregnant again. The rabbi sent them a letter for a blessing. And she lost the baby again. Mm-hmm. Then she was really devastated. They, they wrote to, they told Rabbi Weinberg, we are, there is a curse on us, something is bad, how could it be, the Rebbe promised us, what is happening? And he wrote a whole letter, the letter is there, what he wrote to the Rebbe. And there is also what the Rebbe answered them. On the letter, the Rebbe has to write notes, give answers. Number one, the Rebbe says, I repeat it again, if they will keep the law, the family of, the laws of family purity, they will have a child. And this, that, they, that, that didn't happen, there could be a few options, the Rebbe said. Maybe they don't know, they didn't learn well all the laws. They should sit with somebody and review everything to make sure they know everything correct. Number two, the Rebbe said, could be, the Rebbe said, there are quite a few great people, great rabbis, were born after the mother had a miscarriage. Then you never know. Number three, no, the Rebbe said, then could be that one of the, one of the partners, one of the couple, one or both of them, said loud after she got pregnant that they're regretting that they observed the family purity laws. When you regret of a mitzvah that you do, it's also important Rosh Hashanah, you lose the merit of the mitzvah. Then he says, maybe this is the problem. And, and, and he says, and they should, most importantly, they should trust God, and only God, and God is going to bring them the blessing. What happened to this couple, I don't know, because I have only the letter. 
I didn't have a chance to find out what, who is the couple. It's, there's no names, you understand? Mm-hmm. But that's the story. Rosh Hashanah, we read about in the Torah about Sarah, how she had a baby after so many years. She was 90, yeah. her husband was 100, Abraham, right? She had a baby. In the Aftorah, Aftorah, you read after the Torah reading, we read about Hannah. Hannah is a, was a prophetess, also in biblical times. She could not have children. She went to Shiloh, the temple was in Shiloh then, and she prayed for a child, and she had a child with the name Prophet Samuel. The next day of Rosh Hashanah, we read about Rachel. Why we read about Rachel? In the Aftorah. Because Rachel also had a very hard time to have children. Then the Talmud says, why suddenly we read about these three people on Rosh Hashanah? Because all of these three were answered, the prayers were answered on Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah, I see. Then the Torah wants to say, the, the tradition wants to tell us, have strength, have faith. Prayers have been answered on Rosh Hashanah. Look at these three women, Sarah, Rachel, Hannah, all three of them, uh, uh, the prayers were answered on Rosh Hashanah. But must be that there is a bigger lesson to examine, examine every one of them and to see what they, did or what they did or what they didn't do, what can we learn from it. For example, we see the same idea about another three biblical people. Noah, Abraham, and Moses. The Zohar, the Rebbe brings it from the Zohar. The Zohar says something very interesting. Noah, when God told them we're going to destroy the world. But I will, you can build yourself an ark and you will be saved in your family. What Noah did, <coughs> he went and he built himself an ark. He didn't pray for the generation. He didn't turn around to God and says, God, why are you doing it? He didn't try to save the generation. He didn't try to really inspire them to, 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 do, to repent. Maybe to change God's mind. Maybe God will regret of making a flood. He didn't do anything. He built himself an ark put himself in the ark, and was very happy that he's alive. Later, when he came out and he started to cry, God, the Medrash said, the Zohar says, if you would cry one time before, maybe the whole thing wouldn't be. Abraham, 10 generations later, God told him, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham argued, but what was the argument? He said to God, maybe there is 10 righteous people in the city. He wanted to save the wicked on the account of the righteous. To pray for the righteous didn't come to his mind. Didn't even come to his mind, right? God said, try to find righteous people. He couldn't find the righteous people. They were destroyed. Generations later came Moses. Moses, God told Moses by the golden calf, I'm going to destroy the Jewish people. And I'll start from you, a new nation. What was Moses' reaction? He says, God, if you destroy the Jewish people, destroy me too. He prayed for the wicked. He said to God, forgive the wicked. Forgive the bad ones. Not only he wanted to save himself, he said, actually, if you don't forgive them, if you destroy them, destroy me too. The opposite of Noah. The desires, and he saved the people. But didn't... um didn't he also tell them that if you destroy the people, the Egyptians will... Oh, that was later on. Yeah, yeah, he told them this too. Yeah. If you destroy the, the Egyptian, the people, the, what are the Egyptians going to say? Right. They will say, you took him out from Egypt to kill them in the desert. Yes, yes, beautiful, yes, yes. 
But the point is, he argued to save the wicked, no bots, no this, and he, he won the case. Then the Zohar tells us, the Rebbe mentioned that many times, you have to learn from these three what to do and what not to do. Don't be like Noah, don't be like Abraham, be like Moses. And it's not that you put Abraham down or, um, or Noah down. Noah never knew any better. Abraham did not know any better. But we know better. We can see in this tree, look at this tree, and we know how to behave. We should stand up for the wicked and always pray for them. The same idea we can say maybe about these three women. We have to look how Sarah, Rachel, and Hannah, how they dealt with, dealt with their uh, barrenness, not being barren and not being able to have children. Sarah, she comes to Abraham, she says, God, stop me from having babies. She knew it's not a natural problem. She knew it's God. Says, God doesn't make me have children. Therefore, here is Agar, Agar, take her and marry her and have a child from her. Not only she didn't pray to God, she didn't, she didn't even pray, she, didn't, she accepted the ruling. That's what God wants, that's going to be finished. And Agar married Abraham and had a child and it was trouble. And then, and then God blessed Abraham and Sarah with a child on his own. Sarah never prayed. Sarah actually, the Medrash says, gave up on having children. That's what the Medrash says. Rachel, she took it a step closer. She could not have children. She did not pray to God, but she came to her husband, Jacob, and she told him, how dare you, I'm angry with you. Why, give me, give me children. Basically, she told him, you pray to God. Pray for me. And Jacob said, well, I'm God. What do you want from me? But she didn't pray to God. She herself did not pray. It's interesting enough, after she had one child, Joseph, then she prayed, may God give me another child. After the first child, but before the first child, she never prayed. At least it's not recorded. Let's put it this way. What she did, maybe. But it's not written in the Torah. Comes to Hannah, you see a whole different attitude. She didn't, didn't accept the the ruling of God, like she didn't accept her destiny. She didn't rely on her husband to pray. She herself got up and prayed to God. Didn't she, wasn't there another lady? Yeah, she, that, she like, was married to a two, yes, Pnina. And, and annoyed her. Annoyed her, yeah, 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 yeah. I have children, you don't remember that. Right? Yes, 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 exactly, yes. Pnina had children, they were married to one man, two women, Elkana, to Elkanah, the name. All three women had another wife married to. Ega was, because of Sarah, Ega was married, and Rachel had Leah, and, and, uh, and Hannah had Pnina, yes. But Hannah did not, her husband didn't, she didn't ask her husband to pray, her husband told her, tell her, what are you crying? I'm, not, I'm good to you as ten sons. She didn't, she wasn't satisfied with this answer. She wanted to have a child. She went to the temple in Shiloh. She got up there, she prayed in a quiet, in a hush tone. It was something not common. The high priest turned her and looked at her and says, are you drunk? Why are you talking to yourself? At that time, this, like we have today, the silent Amida never existed. Right. People used to pray loud. That concept of praying to yourself quietly, she introduced. And she prayed, and the high priest gave her a blessing, and she had a child. That the lesson we have from these three, and Rosh Hashanah, first of all, don't give up. 
like Sarah. Number two, don't rely on somebody else to pray for you, not even your husband. And number two, and the most and, and what you should do, you, a woman has the power, she has a relationship with God, just as your husband, and even more. Go yourself and pray to God. Every person has establishes a relationship with God. And that's the lesson that we can take from, from that's why the Torah is the, 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 the old thing. And I said it on Parshat Nitzavim. Yesterday was the Parsha of Nitzavim. Because the Torah speaks there that, 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 that Moses says that the Torah, all the Torah, is not in the heaven. It's too, you could say, who can go up to the heaven to bring us? It's not overseas. It's very close to you, in your mouth, in your thought, in your heart, to do it. Can you thought, yes, yes, the thought, exactly, yeah, yeah, not, not, it's in your thought, in your speech, in your action. But it's the same concept. Everyone has a relationship with God, men, women, child, adult, kid, everybody, and everybody can establish his own. We come Rosh Hashanah to Shul, your prayers can be answered just like Hannah. Nobody is less than Hannah, and God is enough for everybody.